Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBetta. I like to smoke them like some witch churches. Welcome to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Honest Abe here. We are broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, episode number five, uh, 506. Just win, baby. Yes, we have a special guest today, Rocky Patel, in hour number two, to discuss some interesting news. And as always, I'm here with my trusty cohorts. The man they call the goat, Alex Tavella, the person who always has a scoop, which is going to be very relevant today, William Cooper. And um, we'll be having a great show. Yeah. Yes. We're here. We're yeah, alive. We're here. Yes. Yeah. He's laughing in the background. Yeah, he is. It's funny. He can let himself in. I it's guess like, Paul, I guess uh, Paul is here yeah, today. Is here. Two in a row, yes. man. Two in a row. Yeah. I, guess, yeah. I mean, I guess Paul know. is here today. Hey, I have a question. I'm here. I have a question for you. Shoot. What, what was that intro? What? what it I was said? different. Because good morning is almost as, you know, that's, you didn't good morning it. You didn't get what I say. Welcome. I was thrown off. Did I say welcome? Yeah, man. You want to know why I was focusing? Because I want to start adding the show title. To, to the beginning right, of the show, right, okay. and I yeah. normally never do that, so I was thinking of that, and that just took me off my natural. Nah, brother, you got, you got, you got to keep good morning. I mean, I feel no, like that was an accident. I don't I know any catch. episode that hasn't started with that yeah. in my time. You're right, that's, good catch. that's your intro tagline. It threw me off. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even catch it at all. Yeah, that's funny. It did, it threw me off too. I was like ready to like hit the button for us to jump in. Maybe something what would was you wrong. Know about anything like we do regularly. Get out of here, <laughs> Listen, man. You know, you. I know you don't believe it, but I watch the show even when I'm not on it. I mean, I usually don't watch it at the time because if I could watch it at the time, I would be. Well, on we've it. asked but you. I, I watch every meeting about the previous week, and you had no idea what went on. <laughs> I watch it every week. That's that's you bullshit. Lies. Test lies. me. Lies. Start testing me from now on. Before Lies. before the next show, I always watch the show. Now you know. I mean, okay. I fast forward to the parts. So where here's what I'm going to do me. because this is one of the things that I'm going to do it because one of the things I, I can do with Chat GPT is take the transcript of the show and then make it. I've done it and and I'll make it give me ten multiple choice or. Give Paul a weekly test when he's not. Yeah, on. I'll give Paul a test. Yeah, when he's not on. I'm in. I bet you can give Paul a test of the shows he's on. He still won't get them all. And right. he still wouldn't. Know, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Who's the guest last week? Cool. Show. Complete you, you and utter bullshit. Guy show. All right, Paul. Who was the guest last week? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh my! No, we God. didn't. We didn't have a guest last week. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> but you had no, to think about. Oh it. man, I, I was like, my heart, my heart got going. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> I remembered that part. Uh, I overslept, Coop, but it was 3 a.m. there. So, I mean, that's a little bit understandable. But you, but you said you had a, you were going to make it. It wouldn't be a problem. And 
Guaranteed it. Guaranteed. All, I'm, all I know is I'm I happy this. I went. I got it. <laughs> I'm happy I went to Hawaii when I did. It's it's wow. terrible what's going on there. It's, it's awful. awful, man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, you're right. Yeah. I, I, it seems I, like they have it under control now, at least. But it's, it's such a terrible thing, man. This. And what did I mean? And that, do they know how it started? Not yet. Well. I mean, but in what eighty or ninety percent of the time, it started by a person, right? Well, I I, I've, I saw something that said. I mean, they do have wildfires, um, but conditions. And it's, it's extra dry there, right? Now yeah, conditions hot. were just ripe for this to explode. You know, I really hope our government does the right thing. I'm so tired of watching them send aid every fucking where, and then let. I'm let, sure they will. I'm sure they let, will. Let stuff in our country just forever to... I'm sure, in this kind of circumstance I'm, I'm sure they will i know but it also still takes a while right like i when when we had coop i don't know how you weren't up in jersey when sandy hit right you were you were no, already I, down was down, in, I was already down here yeah when when sandy hit for for people to get fema money it was years mm-hmm. there are people that abandoned their houses by, by right where my parents lived on the south shore I, I mean luckily my parents were in the situation where they could start you know fixing yeah. it right away but they, none of these guys saw FEMA money for like two, three years. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing. That's the one thing that I, I, I hate. And I don't care. It's, this is not a side of the, I hate when they all do it. Like you don't need to go president, vice president, send the people, send FEMA, right? send the people, right, the people that, that can need, help. Like the photo op is irrelevant. Like people get upset. Oh, he didn't go to this or he like, you don't need, don't, don't go send the people that have <laughs> the help that are able to do something to help these people, the photo op, and in fact, it makes it makes it worse. And that they all do that. I mean, this is not a side of the eye. They all do it. Any, it's, they all. I mean, we. They all yeah. do it. Yes. Yeah. Send they the all. people. As we, get the people there, and then people get. As upset. we all oh, know, show up to. Flooded last month. As as we all know, living in living in South Florida, what it's like when the president's in town. Luckily, they have eventually allowed him to bring the helicopter to Mar-a-Lago to alleviate that traffic. But when they show up. What's that? People. This is what pisses me oh. off. I mean, why? Why? What happened in Kentucky? Tornadoes? Tornado, probably. Tornadoes, probably. Yeah, there was a bad tornado, yeah. actually. Sorry, Paulie, I cut you off. No, I was just saying, like, when the president shows up, no matter whether it's a disaster area or not, everybody's lives have to stop. It destroys every. When I was working in Manhattan and, right. uh, and the president would be there, I mean, first of all, in Manhattan, they have three motorcades because it's such a confined space that they need to trick people. So you could be anywhere. They start closing streets, closing subways, closing. It's, it's a nightmare every time they have to be. Gridlock alert. The gridlock right. alert. Right, right. Yeah. You know what, yeah, Alan? Yeah. And then, I'm, I'm pretty sure the president said, hey, listen, the last thing your place needs is a gridlock with my presence, but my presence will be felt. Here's a bunch of shit to help out. But, but, he's, but he's, sadly, he's right, though. He's right. Don't he get right. Right. He's right. He's right. They don't go. Right. I'm pretty sure a president came out and said something like that. He'd get a standing ovation. You, you, you don't need me there. They, you need my help. They they got on Chris Christie, I remember, with the Sandy because he met with Obama. And it was like the guys were actually trying to do something bipartisan. People were criticizing. Right. This is like, yeah, parties. this is politics yeah. aside, man. There's that was politics. Yeah, exactly. Exact, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So true. But Paul, then don't you have lie. All, all that Paul, stuff. Go ahead. Don't lie, man. Really, did did you call the check on Disney Hawaii? No, I did. But they're on a diff. They're on Oahu. 
Okay. They're on Oahu. I wasn't so sure where it had, but I thought maybe. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a, yeah. I, I was worried that might have kept you up at night. <laughs> we did love it there. It was it's a it's a little Disney paradise there. I've been trying to recreate. I drink coffee black my you know most of my adult life, and once in a while I'll get like a flavored coffee or put a little bit of milk. But when we were there, they have this this iced coffee called the Alani Special that my wife got while we were there, and I fell in love with it. I've been trying to recreate it here, but you got to go to a Starbucks, which I don't love because you need macadamia nut flavoring. And you need a special kind of mocha flavor. It's so good. See, you oh, lost I dream me. about you it. You lost me when you just said putting the flavors in there. Because to me, Hawaiian coffee is some of the best coffee in the world. It doesn't need any flavor. It, it is. You And you were right about getting the 100% Kona blends. Because they, yeah, they always get... have – or not blend. I'm sorry. Just 100% Kona coffee. 100% Kona. It's expensive. It's a, And it's expensive. For an for like a 24-ounce iced coffee, I think for 100% Kona blend, it was – nine dollars yeah when we were there i was like yeah. jesus but then again a box of fruit loops because my kids really Woo! wanted fruit loops <laughs> the Coffee. box of fruit loops was 11 35 well every, everything's gonna be you gotta turn off sound bites like you do photos didn't know that no no there's that little button next to it Abe. there's that that loop i'll shut okay. it off it yeah, automatically I, I, loops, it which is i, I don't it. know why it automatically loops <laughs> I say this we all the time, and I don't know board. if you guys – you got to get Hawaiian honey, man. Hawaiian honey is the best. Oh, we had it while it. we were there. I think it's you told a, me before a, I it's went. It's a thick I, white I, paste. I went to the farm. I went to one of the farms, actually, where they do it. Yeah. It's weird looking. Yeah, it's not normal. Yeah, it's a thick it's not white honey. paste. Yeah, it's not like yeah. honey like we – Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when That's I went delicious. to Hawaii, there's a lot of dry parts to those islands. That like, Everyone thinks it's a tropical part, but some of those islands have a dry side, and they can get very dry out there. Yeah. Right. Well, on, 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 some, on a good news note, obviously, a big, big week this week for the cigar industry in general. I'm sure pretty much everybody's heard about it. Um, and we're going to discuss it in hour two. Rocky Patel will be joining us. We're going to have an earlier episode of The Scoop with Coop. We're going to start the news at, right after the break in hour two. And Rocky Patel will be on to talk and give us a little more in-depth explanation on what this might mean for our industry. So... Big show for us today with special guest Rocky Patel to talk about that. And speaking of Rocky Patel, I, I just happened to be there. Yeah. <laughs> the the day the news broke. At, yeah. On his yacht. That's awesome. Um, technically, it wasn't his yacht. It was his friend's yacht. Um, we were supposed to. It was supposed to go on his boat um, the next morning, and his friend who owns a restaurant in town where we went to dinner that night actually had borrowed it for the day, and he he had hit something right. that day and uh, bent the. Um, what do you call it? The thing that you know, the rudder, the propeller. Yeah, I, I, rudder. yeah, the rudder. I don't think they call it like a rudder on a big boat, but they use another word. But he dented it, so we couldn't use it. So um, we ended up going on his friend's boat, which is where he, uh, his friend who owned the ranch, where he held his 60th uh, birthday party. Uh, so, but it was a great time. And let me tell you something, man. I, I hadn't been in Rocky's warehouse or facility in many, 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 many years. Holy cow! Did he got a? Have you been down to his warehouse yet, Coop? Is not one? for a very long time. Let me I tell you something. Had, worth yeah. the trip. He has built a state-of-the-art warehouse, it's and insane. the even just the, I mean, warehouses are warehouses, man. I mean, they look okay. They're nice. The decor he built inside is the same woman who designs his burn lounges, so it is like gorgeous inside. Uh, he's got a few conference rooms, and in fact, one of them I heard, I found out 
the PCA and the TAA will go down there and have their, because, well, you know, I, I've been on the board of the PLO, IPCPR back then, but, you know, we have to find places to have an annual meeting sometimes. So right. other parts of the country, we, we typically use somebody's facility. They've been, they, they used his facility down there to have the meeting. It's pretty, actually rad. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So Very nice. With Rocky, you were with Rocky when the actual news broke. Literally, or, it just left his office and was on the road. Okay, so you weren't with him. I was going to say, because I wanted to know, I was kind of curious, take me through it with him. I, I wish I was there had I known. I mean, literally, it was yeah. about, it was literally about an hour maybe after we yeah. just left his office. I, I was sitting with Mickey Pegg when it happened. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, Mickey actually, and we'll talk, I know we're going to talk about him a little later, he came to Charlotte and uh, literally, uh, I was sitting with him. Now, I had half this story written for about a year already because I knew how this was going to go one way or the other. So uh, it was kind of interesting. I had to tweet a few things. But, yeah, I was with Mickey when it happened, and we just were like, wow. I got the alert I got the alert on it. Well, we'll get more in-depth uh, on yep. that um, as it comes up. Uh, Jesse, it's not even warehouse envy, man. That's <laughs> That may not be in my lifetime to have a warehouse like that, man. That's just like he's yeah. over the top. But – I did get to walk through his warehouse, and I got some good ideas for our warehouse. That's why I love trips like that. I yeah. always kind of pick up something, learn something. So picked up some cool stuff in their warehouse. And uh, yeah. we got a couple projects with Rocky that will be coming up, exciting stuff. So um, it was good to see him. And I'm going to tell you something. Those three guys are quintessential hosts, man, all three of them. Really good people in the cigar industry. And Rocky, you know, I can't see anybody who's worked, you know. I mean, there are guys who have worked yeah. just as hard. But Rocky, I think, yeah. is unquestionably the guy that no one could say slacked on working on anything that had yeah. to do with legislation he's been out to dc many times he's been on fox news he is constantly for it's probably his lawyer background right it's just instinctive for him right. to to you know want to battle on these kinds of things and um you know i'm pretty sure i mean literally he, I, I, I might have been one of the first people he texted when the news broke because that's how i heard about it it was actually rocky's text to me if, if there's anyone who deserves an accolade and who hasn't taken an accolade it's rocky because I saw a lot of people trying to take their accolades this week. And, and Rocky's the guy who's probably been there as much as anyone has been there. And he's a guy who absolutely should be taking the accolade. Right and, now. and he's not alone. I mean, I don't want to make it seem like he's the only guy. No, that's why I said. He's one of several. Yes. But there's guys some people who went to one meeting taking accolades. Like, go back to Washington. I'm like, come on. Rocky has without, without a doubt been relentless. Yeah. Relentless yeah. on yep. this effort. But um, you know, it was, it was funny. I don't know if I talked to you, Alex, about this. Um, but you know, we went out to Napa, not Napa, Naples, and um, you know, some of Rocky's friends, obviously the guy whose boat we're on, and we had dinner at his house last night, which was like mind blowing, right? And it just kind of it, makes. And this is the guy I've been to his ranch. You've been to his ranch. Yeah, which is yeah, this is one of his other ho many houses right, that's right, there that right, he's right. never there either. Rocky's right. actually staying in this house because his got destroyed by the hurricane and they're rebuilding it. But we're going up into the coastal and looking at these houses, these empty lots that are like now like sixteen to twenty million dollars just for the empty for the lot. lot. Right. Yeah, wow. And you, and, and you start to realize, you know, the level of wealth and, and the difference. So. I, I came across something I've been sharing with people, how mind blowing it is. Right. And I, I don't know if I shared this with you, Alex, but you know, when you say the word million and billion, right. We know what the difference is in our heads, but do you really feel the difference? Right. To, to, so to make you kind of get the difference, listen to this. A, mil, a million seconds, I think is about 11 days. Right. Right. 
How long is a billion seconds? It's it's a stupid amount of years. I know. I've... Thirty-two years. Right. Wow. Right. That's the difference between a million seconds and a billion wow. seconds. Now wait, hang on. If I give you five thousand dollars a day, five thousand dollars every day, you'd have a million dollars roughly in about six months. If I give you five thousand dollars every day, how long would it take you to get a billion dollars? Six months times over five hundred years. Yeah, six months. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember like a million, a billion billion is a thousand millions. (laughs) So now this is this is this is one of my most mind blowing ones. Now, ready? This, um, Elon Musk. Anybody know his basic net worth? Like two hundred. Yeah, it's like one hundred eighty billion. Last time I looked, right? Yeah. Lost if I give you $100,000 every day, Would every day of your life, for 3,000 years, from before the pyramids were built, you wouldn't be as rich as Elon Musk. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that's just some mind-numbing wealth. I mean, and it kind of got bought on by the guy that won. I think there was only one winner on the Mega Millions, right? Yeah, I think Recently, that's what I read. $780 million, almost a billion dollars. Yeah. It's seven hundred and eighty billion dollar cash payout. You know, I mean, how do you fuck that up? I mean, it's uh, just mind bending. Uh, yeah, a hundred wow. million dollars is a hard amount of money to spend. I think. And well, yeah, a lot of these guys. Wasn't that a, a movie? lot of these guys where he had to yes. spend like a hundred million dollars yeah. in thirty days? John like Candy. That, yeah. Yeah. A lot of those guys fuck it up because they think. They suddenly think they've become businessmen because they hit the lottery. That's how they fuck it up. Right. Bunch of bad, yeah. You know, they, th- they think they're businessmen now just because they got a ton of money, a ton of yep. bad investments. You ever, there's bad. a show. There's a show about that. Like, you know, the, the lottery changed my life. And you'd see like these people that that get like a 50 million dollar payout and, and it's gone in like three years. Like there's or have the lottery very, ruin their life. But or that's something. the sad part. It's very easy to blow $50 million. The, the list of athletes is endless. You buy your fifty hundred million million. Dollars. Yeah. yeah. The it's list of athletes is endless that have blown money and are broke. In fact, that's one of the most prolific problems, I believe, in the NFL and, and sports is these guys yeah. who don't know how to manage their money. They get taken advantage of. They have a, yep. um, what do you call it? Not a posse, but, you know, a. An entourage. entourage. They have an entourage of all these guys who are bleeding them and milking them. Right. And, and they, they forget and, that one day they're not going to be able to play football anymore and that, that money yeah. is just going to stop. Yeah. Very, very, very common yeah. in, in yep. the NFL. Uh, what else we got going on? Kids are back to school in Florida. I get sad. I really get sad I, when the kids go. I, I do. I got really like sad. sad, like it was like when you were a kid and you got got sad because you had to go no, back to school. Dude, or sad because they're I not around. The because they're around. I wake up in the morning. You know, my kid, my oldest two got to be out of the house like by six something. You know, I wake up. They're all around. I have to wake them up typically. You know, um, and you know, I get home. They're there because you know, in school they go to bed earlier. But even I work late. I get home. They're always up. They're up late. Like you know, they, they so weird. They started school on a Thursday. I don't understand yes. that. Why the well, fuck? number one, again, it's 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 already weird enough that you know it's they, they have to get back all to those... school. They go back to school on August tenth, which August. is odd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so odd we, to me. We, we used to not go back to school till after Labor Day. After Labor Day, absolutely. I remember absolutely. the commercials. Yeah. See you in September. September. Yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's a weird. southern thing. 
And on a Thursday. Uh, yeah, so they went to school for two days, and now it's the weekend again. Why they can't just well, go back to school? Well, I was happy when I, hear what's I even... came home late, and they were all up. I'm like, oh, you're still up. That's awesome. The the weirdest thing is Axel started kindergarten. So he had his first day of kinder. We did meet the teacher on Wednesday. Thursday, he went to his first full day of kindergarten. It's see, not the I whole class. I didn't see a you know first day of school post from you. Yeah, Paul. Oh yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie posted. Oh, okay, Stephanie. Make Stephanie may not come up my feet as much as you do. And you you went to meet the teacher. We I went to meet the teacher and okay. and Thursday he went to a full day of kindergarten and then he didn't have to go Friday because they only do half the class on Thursday and half the class on Friday. Yeah, I remember so that. Weird. Uh, yeah, w- when I lived in New Jersey, they counted half days as a full day of school. Like they, they all they awesome. had to do was get a half day in and they got the full day of school. And and I'm telling you, when my kids when we lived in New Jersey, my kids had something like twenty five to thirty half days a year. Oh wow. Yeah, because they had all this teacher like teacher time that conferences had to be right. and stuff. Right. Teacher Yeah, yeah, yeah we right. we had that we had that on Long Island too. Like if there was like a half day teacher conference or something like that, like we would go to school until like eleven or something or ten. But we would and there would be early dismissal. Them. We had three or four of them in New York, not like thirty. It was a big difference. Yeah, we didn't have that many. Well, yeah, so yeah. There, there, now, there are a lot of school districts, mostly on, like, in the Midwest and western part of the country, that have gone to a four-day school week. Did, did really? really? Is it a longer day? Yeah. I don't I think it's a little bit of a longer day, but... Longer year. Philadelphia's I mean, looking at it. Philadelphia's looking at year-round <laughs> school now. I just think that it's such a shitty idea. I mean, this is such like a teacher's union thing to me, you know, like now. So now I, I look the work week the, the, for most people is Monday to Friday. So now as a parent, you got to find something to do with your kid on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. What if you work? <laughs> right. Well, that's part of, you know, school was kind of, I assume, you know, kind of scheduled around the daycare know, Monday, Friday. And it's yeah. So. Yeah, now they're they're doing there's yeah. there's a, a lot of a few quite a few school districts that are implementing four day school weeks and geez, you know, I don't like stay that. at home. No, no, no. It's either. a teachers union thing to me. It's, you know, it's, hey, teachers. It's, Jenny likes it. Jeremy likes it. Uh, just like just like anything else, schools messed up. You know what I don't understand too is because you know we, we now we have four kids in four different schools, which is a pain in the ass. That's and true. worse, my son for the first time in his whole life is going to school alone. Without anybody with him, wow. He's had yeah. a sibling, you know, four, three, then just him and one, and now it's him alone. But the way they have it here, my youngest daughter is getting home at 5 p.m. You know, the, the elementary, well, yeah, she's elementary, no, middle school. She's a middle school girl. Middle school. Yeah, she's getting home at 5 p.m., and her two older sisters are getting home at 4, and the boy, I mean, you figure they'd arrange it so at least the older siblings would get home. It's funny you mentioned that. It was that way in New York, too. They would yeah. they used to say that in high school. Like, some of the kids that were, you know, 15, 16 years old would be – it would be easier for them to get home earlier yeah. than the elementary school kids so that they can watch the kid for an hour before mom and dad get home from and that's work. Right. So people, you know? My son is getting home at, like, 2.30. And she's, she's – yeah. you know, the next ones are coming home at 4.30 and 5. Why wouldn't you have – the youngest ones coming home, starting later and coming home later. It's just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. The middle schools are always the latest for some reason, but does she stay? 
that's her regular day, or does she stay after for no you know, extracurricular no or something? For, yeah, we don't use aftercare. Mom's home. So. No, no, I yes, didn't mean aftercare. That, I mean like, does she have like drama club or something like that? No, like, I don't know. Does and the worst stay, is no? her school is eight minutes from my house. <laughs> the girls in downtown West Palm Beach are getting home. You know, wow. and then see that that's one thing I like about Carmine School. It's a charter school. It runs one through eight. So I don't have to worry about middle school stuff. And 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 even though, it, you know, charter schools are usually a, a lottery to get in. But because Carmine's in, Sonny will be grandfathered in. He can get right into the school. I don't have to. Worry oh, about I didn't know that. That's good yeah. to know. So that's, you know, yeah, I got yeah. one through eight covered. You know what's funny, too? I don't know how it was. Because, I mean, none of us here are from Florida, right? For us, elementary was through fourth grade. Then they had what they called junior high, fifth through eighth, right? You had four. It, it makes sense, right? Four years of of uh, whatever you call it, elementary school, four years of junior high, middle school, four years of high school. They broke it in fours. Was it that way for you guys up north, or did they actually well, no. Year? no, no, no. I went one through eight. We had. Uh, oh, you did. Had, oh, so we had K well, through I went, five. I went. I went to K, or K, <laughs> K through eight rather, but I went to Catholic school, so I'm not sure. Yeah, Catholic. How. I was gonna say Catholic schools do that. Yeah, I went to Catholic, and that's Catholic. normal for Catholic school, even yeah, in New York, K through, right? K through eight. Yeah. 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 K through yeah, eight, we but K media to in the public school system, right? K to five, and then six through eight is middle school yep. or junior high, and then ninth through twelfth is high school. I yep, guess that's, that's just a, I guess that's just a Midwest thing that I didn't. I've, I've never known any other way. To me, it yeah. kind of makes more sense. But uh, what the hell do I know? There are, but Alex is right. There's a lot of schools here that'll do K through eight or or one through eight in because um, they're building a school here for our for our community. That is doing yeah. K through eight, but it, we, or my kids will never see it. I mean, why build a school for two years? Where'd you go to school? Kazakhstan? No, but Casey's right. They, uh, there were actually some schools in New York that were like that. Uh, wow. Not a lot, but a few of the schools in New York were like that, yeah. They did. I don't know why they It didn't make sense. See, the reason why they broke up elementary and junior high was because of, of the size. They didn't have the size of the schools that could support it. That, that was the reason why they split it. Now, Abe, I think you did, I think, the opposite of me, right? You did, what, public elementary school and then Catholic high school? Uh, I did public through eighth grade, and then I went to Notre Dame Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, yeah I, I, I did Catholic the opposite. I did the opposite. I did a weird thing this this this, this week. What should you do? I did a very, very weird thing. I I was watching The Lincoln Lawyer. And there's a scene where he opens up a box and it was his father's college ring, you know, and he starts wearing it. I don't know why. I just remembered, for whatever reason, I had lost my high school ring. I had a high school ring. You know, I played football. I had a nice high school ring. And I had lost it driving my car. My hand, I had lost some weight. My hand was out the window. And when I got to wherever I got to, my fucking ring was gone. And, you know, of course, it bothers you really bad. But I forgot about it. You know, I go to school. You're like, okay. I don't know. I got motivated to reorder. I think it's because of my son. I got re-motivated to reorder my high school ring. I thought about, I, I lost my college ring. I thought about doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Because I figured yeah. it'd be something cool to leave Asher one day. You know, I mean, you know, I just weirdly, weirdly, it was just a weird experience. It was, it was like at midnight. And I saw him. I'm like, you know what, man? Because, you know. I kind of felt bad losing it. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to get it. What stops me from getting it? I went to Jostin's. That was a company I remembered. They're still there. In fact, they got yeah, a lot I'm sure there's... In fact, they got a lot cooler rings. And I could afford a, bit, a little bit of a nicer ring. Fucking right, Asher's right. going to make out a little bit better than he would have. 
But um, yeah, I ended up ordering a fucking high school ring this week. Wow, I have I have my high school ring, and I had a really nice one. It's eighteen carat and gold, but I I can't remember the last time I wore it. Justin's makes everything. I even have from one of the years we won the championship. I only have one ring from the championships I worked at. I just randomly have it here, though. This is a Justin's ring. Well, it's just random. You know, what, what? I know. Right I have it in here because yeah, so I want to send it to them. There's a, there's a stone missing. From the year we one of the that's years we won the championship ring? when I worked for the Ducks. No, that's the Long Island oh, Ducks championship oh, oh. ring. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there was like really one or two styles when I got my ring. Now you go, they got like Super Bowl looking yeah. rings. They got yeah. dog tags. They got like ten different kinds. I was like, oh, but I tried to emulate to my memory the best I could the ring I had yeah. then. Well, you probably had that typical round stone, right? Mine's a weird one. I did a rectangle. My, stone. Mine, mine was a round stone. Around. I changed it to a square stone. I just thought it looked a little bigger and nicer. And um, obviously, I you know, I got a more precious metal than I got when I was in high school and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, same color, same same color stone. I got a green stone because, you know, we're Notre Dame, so green and white was our colors. And, nice. You know, we'll see what happens. Nice. Um, you had an interesting before. weekend. Did you have a business meeting somewhere, Paul? Who, who me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a, uh, I don't know if it was a business meeting. It's just like a oh, meet and greet meeting. type thing. Yeah, it was a meet. I mean, it was like. Oh, did you meet somebody from work, work or did you meet a friend? No, it was work related. It was work related, but it was more like to meet each other because we happened to be in the same area to see if we can potentially work together. Um, it was, uh, I went to a competing uh, cigar bar, which I. Shocker. I had never been to. Phenomenal. Well, the guy lives right next to it, and he's like, "Listen, I, I'm putting the kids I, to bed. I, I wasn't that. competing." That's a sick question. You're a I, sick fuck, and I'm not that sick that I'm going to answer it. I'm not telling you. Anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. I, I wouldn't call it competing. I'd, it's a. It's another. It's another local cigar shop. Yeah, it's a local shop, but it does have a bar. Um, you know, I. I was unimpressed. I think I, I'm probably in like the, the, the place is nice. I shouldn't. And what was nice is they had a live piano player and a saxophone player. So that was kind of cool, but not that smoke in doesn't ever have anything like that, but it was, it was really small. The humidor was decent sized. And, uh, I, I, there was a lot of stuff that I don't smoke. And I found, uh, I guess I can plug Steve Saka. I found, uh, one of his cigars in there. So I got excited and I introduced the guy I was with, to a sober mesa uh and he tried that he wanted to take my suggestion so i i got him a sober mesa and he tried that and really loved it but i was the really original disappointed line or brulee brulee because he wanted something uh more mild and and he would right. based on what he usually smokes i said this is this is one of the ones that i would suggest and he loved it, it like absolutely was actually taken aback by it but um and we or you want to talk about my disappointment is that what we're going with this? And sorry, Eli's you having a, up, you a panic up attack the in the background. Like, I don't know. I should talk about it on the air. I should go and talk about it. I was disappointed in the in the fact that when I went to cut the cigar, uh, it was, I mean, and it was in a humidor. And the humidor seemed humid. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm not the expert with this How stuff. How do you I feel mean, a humid humidor in Florida? Yeah. Because the, in the outside it's area, really it was, it was air conditioned. the humidor half the time. Yeah. And I think that these cigars would have been kept better sitting outside but, of this place. Wait, you didn't answer my question. You're I'm right. curious. How do you feel <laughs> humidity in a humidor in Florida? Be 
Because because the you're in an air conditioned space that's not humid going into a humid humidor. All right, that was about the but, only answer you could have said. I was going to say yeah, 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 and you know, real quick, people don't realize that down here. Like you know, we have a display of cigars that we keep out in front of the humidor. Um, if we left them out overnight, and especially with the AC off, they wouldn't get hard. They'd be sponges the next day. Yep. Right. It's, yeah. Because of the humidity here. Uh, but I was I was very disappointed in the in the cigar as far as like the it was crunchy. I mean, it still smoked very well and I enjoyed it, but it was so dry coming from the humidor, which was very surprising to me because you're um, spoiled. And, and I am. And, you know, the other thing that I didn't mention in the meeting, there was one girl working there that I, when I tell you I walked in, there were and it's a decent sized humidor. It's not as big as the Boynton store, but it's a decent sized humidor with with only two rows, but but bigger than than most shops. Yeah, and but they got other stuff in their humidor. Don't they got like wine and some stuff? It, it's not. A they lot do of have wine in there. It's yeah. not a lot of cigars in that humidor. I've been in that store, and there's not a great selection. And when I tell you I went in there and there were like six guys in that humidor, not one employee was anywhere to be found. So. Wait, the so they industry. have wine in the same humidor as the cigars. Yeah. Yeah. In this well, that's industry. that's interesting, isn't? Well, isn't it's wine not. It's not ideal wine. It's not ideal. Right. Because isn't wine supposed to be at like fifty or something? Yeah. It's not ideal wine, but it's better than leaving it out in the Six, store. Sixty degrees. Yeah. You know. Sixty degrees. Fifty-five. Yeah. It depends on the, the varietal. And yeah. Wine, but it, it 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 it's better than leaving it in the store. I mean, it's sure. close. Hundred percent. Um. You know, I've been saying, I've said this many, many times, but with any, any, any place that it's a, it's a bar it, that has a bar in their cigar business, you have to know what you want your definition to be, because mm-hmm. are you a some, bar? Or are you a cigar? Some people shop? are bars that sell cigars, and some yep. people are cigar stores that have bars. That's definitely a bar mm-hmm. that sells cigars. That's the difference. Yep. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and it, you know, it was cool. We sat outside, it, which was better because the inside space is so small I mean, you've been there i'm assuming abe they, it's, a, yeah. it's a bad time of year but they have a nice outdoor setting there you know right on the well road. i'll tell you what they had the fans outside on full blast and it was a very humid night but it didn't feel i wasn't uncomfortable out there no, no but and they're we all had to sit in outside because we wanted to talk and the music was so damn loud in that small space it was nice music it was great but we wanted to chat you know no their all-star Who's- staff is typically just limited to getting the hottest girl they could find behind the bar that's 100%, 100%. And she was very sweet and very attentive yeah. to our drinks and all yeah. of that and, and gorgeous, but Doesn't you know, know she couldn't that. answer a question yeah. about, about a cigar. If we had, you know, I've noticed you know I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I had, I had, in, when we first walked in, I had, uh, I didn't like go right into the humidor and I went, we went up and we got a drink and I said, what kind of selection do you have in the humidor? Do you, you know, do you care? Listen, I, I smoke, way more infrequently now that I have two children than, than I did before. And I, I'm very picky with what I smoke. So there's, if I, if I'm going to have a night where I know I can smoke a few cigars, great, I'll try new things. But if I have time to smoke one cigar, I'm pick there's, there's five or six cigars that I will be, that will be my go-to. Cause I know I'm going to like them. I don't have to worry about getting something that's not a hundred percent what I want, you know? So I was running down a couple of brands and names and she had no clue and I was like, do you have anything from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust? And she's like, I'm not sure you can look. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I went in there. I did find it. They have a decent selection of, of his stuff, in all honesty. They have a decent selection. They have Sin Compromiso, a bunch of Sober Mesa Brulees, a couple of the regular Sober Mesa line. That, that's it, though. Nothing like Todos, Todos Los Dias or anything like that. 
but but as far as boutiques are concerned that's the that's really it that i saw in there you know there really weren't any other boutique names i don't think they're looking to cater to boutique no they're not 100 they're a bar that sells cigars i don't know that's necessarily true tim i got boobs I better see a lot of laughing emojis for that self. I'm watching my phone. Um, Jesse, I I I am picky, Jesse. I am picky, but because I've learned, you know, like I've learned what I like. I've learned from this show, meeting, meeting manufacturers, meeting people that really care about what they do, like that have taught me a lot in, in what, you know, kind of learn talking to these people. I learn about the, 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 what's going on. I got the laughing emojis going. It's, it's an eight-second okay. delay. It's an eight-second delay, but I got the laughing emojis coming up. I've learned a lot more about my palate between my wife being a Sam and and being on this show and getting to experience so many different cigars that I probably wouldn't have before. So, like, yeah, I, I am a little picky. And I'm picky with the way cigars are kept. And Abe's right. I'm spoiled. But I, I don't think in my history, even before being a, an employee at KMA – I'd ever had a negative experience going into the, the two or three smoke ins that I've been into. What do we what do we say? You just say employee? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, you consider yourself an employee, huh? Listen, I've noticed this too. Have you forsaken the KMA hat? Oh yeah. I uh, you know you what? Not, I, I have ha- not been wearing it. So I'll tell you why. So one, I went to my old stomping grounds at the no, I went to the old stomping grounds at the Long Island Ducks, and I got this hat for the first time in ten years since I or thirteen years since I retired. And they had me sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and it was really nice. The other thing is the KMA hat that I have. I have two of them, and they are destroyed. And I, Alex, and I both agree that we need flat brim KMA yeah, hats, mine, and I don't mine, think mine we have anymore. Mine got last one too. So I'm waiting for the next order, and I will wear it for the show when we when we have yeah, it. But my other two are so round. disgusting. We still have KMA hats, not flat brim. Yeah. No, we have the hats that we've had that you've been wearing. Did that hats? Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll see if I can squeeze Abe's arm to get. Maybe if we do a run of something, I'll see if we can get some KMA KMA run in. I love the KMA flat brim hats with that logo that's behind you, Abe. I thought those looked great with that big rectangle. You never had a KMA flat brim hat. Yes, we did. I I have one. I have an old one somewhere. Go go, go get it. We we won't miss you. Go look for it. I don't have it. I got to find it, dude. I don't know exactly where it would be. Never made a KMA flat brim hat. Alex, Alex, I don't think it was a flat brim, but I know what you're saying. It was slightly different style, but yeah. It was was a a trucker style hat. Never made a KMA trucker style hat. That would have the mesh. Would you like I to have a picture of me wearing it, actually. I'll find uh, it. Yes. 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 I want a signed dollar bill. Yes. I'll do a signed dollar bill bet. I got to find my picture from Are San we Diego because I know it's. I may have. Yes. Too. It was definitely like this with the with this and, and mine was flat brim. Maybe I bent it a little bit, but it came like this. Hold on. I got to find a picture of me in San Diego now. How do okay. I do that? Is there a way to uh, look it's, up like it's, you? It's, we've used the picture of me Alex looks like with that hat on. I did. I did. I found it. Oh, there you go. That's it. That's not, flat, that's not a flat brim, though, is it? Yeah, it is. that is a flat brim hat. Yeah, we've never. That's made old. 
That's it. What do you mean right we've there. never made that? That's, that's, right that's, that's it. I, I don't think that's a flat brim hat. What do you mean? I, Look at it. Would no, you think I flattened a, a bill hat? I did absolutely would not have. Yeah, that's Fuck a regular. And look, that one's even that's that one's even starting to go like hat. the trucker top. It is. That's I have other pictures. That's a flat. My my father has one actually. I'll I, I dude, I'm telling you we did. That's not proof for him. Alex, am I like you're you're neutral here? Am I wrong? I'm already under protest with an A bet, so I'm not getting involved. I just won my first signed dollar bill, and he's not giving it to me. No, that's <laughs> that, no that did. I, I didn't I, see I, protest. I just uh, I'm not 100. Yeah, I, I got to put that next to the, our flat brim hats that we made. I, I don't. I, that's not a flat brim hat. I don't. I, I'll you find know, I later. I'll go and so find a better if picture. They sent one if they sent one back then when those hats were made. I didn't even know what a fucking black flat brim hat was. I'm telling you, it's when you first made the order of the white smoke in ones. You got a run of the black ones. I had oh, two sleeves of them batch. to give away to people. If they came in that batch, it might be because we did do flat brims on that order. But then they ran I out. I remember so you did. Wait, wait, that would be the last KMA hat we made then. No. the sec. Then you came out with the ones with the red, the bill hat with the red that you have now, right. which right. I didn't like as much. It has like a red stripe around the side. Yeah. I, got it. I thought do that I was before. I thought that. I thought. Yeah, I don't know. No, that was the second hat that you made. But the the black flat brim hats for KMA were made when because I remember specifically I was in your office and you had a box of the white smoke in ones or a sleeve of the white smoke in ones and you had two sleeves of the black KMA ones and yeah, you were right. like you could be right produce the hat I'll find the hat I I know I have one it's just not in great shape it doesn't have to be in great shape we'll know if it's a flat bill or not okay uh, speaking of. Uh... Speaking of nothing, there's no transition here. But <laughs> I, I guess congratulations are in order. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Paul, yeah. Third time, third time was not a charm, though, huh? Third time Did you was want not the girl, Paul? You were going for the girl? I know you weren't going for anything, we, but were you? Yeah, we weren't going, <laughs> we weren't going for anything, but it, you got you to gotta pay to play, I guess. And Welcome uh, to the club. Thank Welcome you. Three boys club. Uh, yep, th my three sons. So wait, was your daughter first, Coop, or your daughter, daughter was last? first? My daughter was oh, first. You... It was the opposite of Abe, kind of. It was like a complete. Yeah, Paul. So you got to go for one more, like Abe, and maybe that's yeah. her. I'm Abe. How old were you when you had Asher, though? You were my. You were forty. No, Asher is eight. Well, he's going to be nine next month. So fifty-one minus nine. Yeah. So okay. So almost forty-two. Forty-two. So I, I'm 40. I really don't think I should have any more kids after 40. I'll be 40 when this baby's born in February. Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to be the 70-year-old dad at high school. So what are you saying? Alex? Right, Alex? Like, isn't that, you remember those kids? Oh, that no, you, listen, you I'm, with? Uh, listen, I'm with you. I am done. I'm, I'm scheduling a vasectomy with our good friend, Dr. Howe. You'd be fucking 58. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't be 70. Your kid would be 30. I know. I'm oh, just no. saying I don't want to be the yeah. old dad. You're fucking old right now. I know. And I and I it's it's hard. It's hard because I'm a lot I'm a lot older than a lot of my my son's friends' yeah, so, dads. So what are you saying? Like I shouldn't have had Asher according to your things? No, you because it's a well, personal exactly preference. This is just me. No, 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 no This no. is me. This is no. my yeah, personal I, I preference. But you're working on a psychology. Oh, listen, man, I mean this really has nothing to do. 
of whether you should have a kid or not. I just don't think you're too old to have an, another kid because you're no, working on the old. psychology of how we grew up, right? How we grew up, man. Dude, if you were freaking 60, like you were close to dying. You know, like, I mean, when you were a kid, you were a 60-year-old, that guy was barely walking. You know? Yeah. Now guys are yeah. walking around 50, 60, 70. They look great. And people got married younger, too. So, yeah. like, 50, you were a grandfather of 50. It wasn't as huge. Literally. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. I mean, I, mean, I think I if, you're, I, if you're if you're just going on the basis of age, it's it's not a, you know, 40. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't you're think just going age, off the basic, you know. I don't think you're including all that for everybody. No, no, for me. Age is for not me, I am. I am donezo. I don't know, but 58 I'm years done. by the time your son goes to college is not a like, oh my God, you know, you're yeah. too no. old. Nope, nope, nope. I'm good. I agree. I'm good. I agree. I'm not a chance. Not happening. How not old happening. are you? You're the same age, right? Or are you 39, Alex? I'm 41. Okay, you're 41, and I'm 40. And so our kids are roughly the same age, but now I could you imagine starting? Well, I guess you kind of what last year? When was Sonny born? Last year or two years ago? Two years okay. ago. Two years ago. Yeah, I just two didn't. I didn't see myself having a kid at four. Yeah, no, I don't. Hot, I, listen, I mean, I don't I'm think happy. age just and you know, you know, with nothing else considered, I don't think age forty is is a terrible thing. But that's closer to the truth, Preston. But uh, now I gotta no, like for, you know, for me personally, no, about my health I'm not, again. I, I'm not having. I'm not having any more kids. I will. I will be. I keep putting it off, but I will be scheduling at some point. With our good friend Dr. Hal to close up the garage. Oh, we know a guy. Oh, listen, I'll go. I'll go to him too. We bunch of guys in the neighborhood here are, are looking Wait. for somebody. I gotta go now. Well, what are you? Is like a club? It's like a club you can have. A... Factory's closed. Doctor Hal's gonna be my guy. <laughs> the clip club. It's group. Was that group rate he's gonna give you guys? Uh, maybe, it's funny maybe. when we listen. Doctor Hal said, "What? How long is Doctor Hal your customer? Right? Thirty years? Twenty-five years?" Dr. Hal, Dr. Hal goes back to Cuesta. So, two, yeah, so oh wow! So yeah, I'm 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 okay with putting my my balls in the hands of Dr. Hal. Yeah, but t Tom, you're in a different situation too because you got married into you got married to a woman that has kids. So there, I mean, you're a father figure to them. You watch the kids grow up. So like, I don't know. I'm I listen. I wanted kids eventually, and now I have kids, and it's great, and I'm I'm super happy for a third. But I kept thinking back to when we were building this house. My grandfather used to joke with me. He's like, don't ever buy a house with more bedrooms than you need. Because somehow that those bedrooms are going to get filled up. And we bought a five-bedroom house and we had two yep. kids. So yeah. he's, he's right. It's well, get, they're getting well, filled. <laughs> the problem is we've had – So you got a five-bedroom house. You got one room left. left. Look at that. Yeah, well, well yeah. I'm sure you know Stephanie sleeps in one room. He sleeps in another room. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, my yeah, office yeah. is the fifth bedroom, and we have a flex room and a den. So I guess we could convert them into bedrooms, but so, we're not. Gonna... Chris, Chris Barnett, my mother did the same thing. For yeah. all the so, ah, you know, kids, she had three kids. The minute the final third one left, she wound up with three dogs in the house. Chris, same yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So two two of my kids moved out, and they took the beds with them. So now cool. we like we don't have extra beds in our house. Like people let's, want to stay over. Let's, I, say, I don't have an extra bed. Let's just right. be real. Let's just be real really for a quick moment like we're talking to paul like paul has really any fucking say in this that's true let's be that's real true. does stephanie have any intentions on, on maybe going one more for the girl i think we have to see how this pregnancy goes it's definitely a different pregnancy so for her and i was actually no mentioning her. it's definitely not a no for her 
I so think she's, no. she's like, <laughs> no, I think she's like 99% no. Honestly, I think she, I was talking to her about Brandy's last pregnancy that you and I were talking about and you know, how it was really, you know, tough on her. And, and I, and Steffi's kind of feeling it more now, like very, very tough. She's younger than me. She's 39, but um, yeah, that all I think changed. she's my wife. My wife said the third one was her last one. That all yeah, changes then... once that baby, it could, listen, there's something, listen to me. There's something in the female species. I'm telling you. That blocks that shit out like nine months after the baby's born is going Google Gaga. You're right. You're right. Because no woman would go through that shit again, right? There's something that just blocks that painful, uh, and all they can remember is the joy and the love. We're living, we're living proof of it because we Dude, have the. My wife is looking to get a dog. All right. Now she was like, she was. I mean, just to give you a scoop, she was adamant, adamant about not getting a dog the last time I got a dog. All right. I remember. And Unfortunately, the dog became like a goddamn horse and huge. And I could, you know, I, I, I had raised dogs. I bought them to work with me. Sonny built five stores with me, you know, my golden. And I couldn't bring this dog to work. It was a beast. And I was coming home. No one was taking care of the dog. I come in. Did anybody feed the dog the bulls? I'm trying to determine if the dog ate food and no one fed. No, oh, did, did anybody, yeah, did anybody walk in? Did you, finally, it got so bad. I literally sat him all down and said, listen, we're giving this dog away. I found it a nice home. My old assistant knew somebody that was looking for a dog, and they were sad. I'm like, dude, you guys are, you know, torturing his dog. Dogs, got, you got got to get her a nice home. We right, it's not dog fair dogs. And one of the it's things was, my again. wife said, my wife said, you know, you want to get a dog? I'm not taking care of it. I'm mm-hmm. not dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I said, fine, I'll take care of it. And I figured the kids would help. They're old enough. They didn't do shit. So <laughs> now my wife is talking about getting a dog. Do you want to know why? Because her sister just had a baby. This person just has a baby. She wants a little baby to take care of. I'll right. bet you money Stephanie's going to want to have another. Go go one more crack at it. Yep. Well, we had, we've got a puppy now, too. I have a seven-month-old uh, too. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you had had a girl, I would have bet heavily. Heavily. The store closed. 9999999% done. But Before we close. You might be right. I, yeah. I don't think I'm ready. To, I don't. I don't think I Listen, can do it. Don't think about it. It's not something for you to think about. You know how we had our fourth kid, right? Because we were done at three. Well, I Emily convinced story. you, right? Yeah, yeah. We were yeah. actually going to Drapers in DC. We were going to do a live KMA show. So Emily and I were flying there, and we were drinking Bloody Marys in the morning. By the time we hit Atlanta, we were buzzed. On the next leg of the trip, because you know Emily, when she was in college, when we had our first baby, was like our nanny. So she literally helped mm-hmm. raise Petra helped raise Zane, and then just kind of graduated and left and started working for me more in the business when we had Zara. And but she uh, wasn't like, she was your nanny, wasn't she? Wasn't that her yeah, job yeah. in no, the beginning? No, she yeah. was her, that, that was her only job, but then she transitioned to yeah. nanny work and part-time working for me in the store. She was running the PGA lounge we had in the resort there, right. and, and then eventually when she graduated, became full-time, and we ended up having to get somebody else to help out. Um, but she literally says how she misses the kids and how our kids are great. You know, you need to make one more kid. But and I was drunk. I texted my wife out of the blue. I was like, "Hey, do you want to have another baby?" And then I fucking see, the, <laughs> I see the three dots going. You know, <laughs> and, and my wife literally her first question to me, she goes, "Are you drunk?" I said, <laughs> Wait, I said, "Yeah, I'm drunk." And then I see the three dots going. And she's like, okay. I replied oh real quick, God. are you drunk? And that's how it happened. <laughs> no intention. <laughs> Literally. 
no intention. We thought we were done for three, you know, and it was just like that. We had we went for one more. So never just, say die. It, it's not that I'm saying no to it. Like I, I agree. Like Abe, I remember when I was gonna have my second child. Abe kind of like sat me. I, I listen. Abe's a great father. You could say what you want about him if he's tough or whatever. As but he's a really great father, and I, I've asked him and Brandy for advice many times. And the one great thing about them is that they're always willing to talk about stuff. And, and, you know, obviously they have experience. And Abe said to me, I was a little nervous when Eli was being born. And Abe's like, he's like, you know what? He's like, you're going to in in 40 years from now, you're going to be lying, lying down sick on your deathbed. And your children are going to be surrounding you and loving on you and being. He's like, do you want to die with, you know, all don't you want to be there with your family around you and have your kids be there for you and like I don't know like that that idea of growing old bad. and having it, it, it wasn't yeah. deathbed but it was more like or just be old a, be old have a holiday and then you got kids and their kids and you know, you're surrounded by a bunch of people and he's right I grew up in a very big family extended Italian family like I you know we I was talking yesterday about my my second cousin and somebody was like what the hell second cousin i'm like i have third cousins like we, we keep in touch with that family so i like that that big family yeah. atmosphere so i i get it it's just listen man there's no two ways about it it is it is definitely stressful raising children now that they're going to school i see the light at the end of the tunnel though like you know axel going to school five days a week is definitely going to be you know easier for us and better for him obviously you know it's the socialization and all that stuff it's just three kids seems like a lot and we got to buy another car. You know, I'm going to be driving around in monster monster car monster trucks like Abe and Brandy. I didn't think I'd ever have to get one of those, but All we right. have to now. So, All right. I got Rocky uh, texting but, me. That link is the same, right? Oh, yeah, he's getting on. Good. It's all good. Same link. Got to got to double check with the Rock. You never know. Absolutely. But uh, listen, honestly, Paul, life goes the way it goes. We roll with it. There's, listen, the best advice anybody ever gave me was the 100 percent truth. It was my, my, my dear friend, Jimmy Stack, when I went to Florida, right? Because Jimmy Stack is a guy who grew up broke, didn't have anything, was the first million-dollar uh, seat on the uh, stock exchange, and basically was retired at 45, 46 years old. But he was broke when he had six kids. Because when you're not married, you know, the biggest devil that plays in your head is, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not ready to get married, I want to work a little harder, save it, and then you do the same shit with the kid, financially, I'm not ready, whatever, and all this shit, and, you know, that makes you put it off, but he told me the truth, he goes, I got news for you, unless you hit the lottery, you're never going to feel ready, you know, there's not that moment of, this is the financial number where I feel more secure, or this is what's going to happen, he goes, just do it, because that's what life is, you'll figure it out, you'll You'll figure out how to make more money if you need it. You'll figure out how to get the kids to school if you need it. You know, he goes, I did. You just figure it out. But you can't go back and have the kids 30 years later when you said, I should have had them. It's a lot easier to have the kids that you want to have, and then you figure out the rest of your life as you go along. It was the best advice he ever gave. So it's, It seems to be working. Seems you know, working. We're, we're happy. All right. We're going to go to break right now. We're going to come back hour number two. We're going to start with the scoop with Coop because we have Rocky Patel from Rocky Patel Cigars coming on. We're going to talk about what the uh, FDA, how the Supreme Court ruling of the FDA is going to affect us. And, of course, all that other fun stuff in hour number two. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Keep it lit.
phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodel from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called Sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninov, Mozart, and I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I team up with my great friend and tobacco master, Eje Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive, but has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. I'm Steve Green with the Goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazis. These are all premium handmade name brands that you can find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature about our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. Sure. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn, you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you got to do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You want to take a break going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Want to turn it back on? The exact same easy process. You can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month. They wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course it have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more, you can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but whatever. What? Uh, and, uh...
well, great. It. It's perfect. Well, oh. <laughs> well, well <back laughs> I tried to remind you. Well, I didn't trust you after I saw you go to break and screen us in. So let me cut the camera because <laughs> Paul's acting like a noob again. Welcome I need to back. put a regular mouse on this. <laughs> Welcome back to Hour 2 of KMA Talk Radio, Episode 506, Just Win Baby. We're going to start off Hour Number 2 in an unusual form. We're going to start it out with a scoop with Coop because we have some very special news to go over and a very special guest to help us you know, understand exactly what it means. So let's time for the scoop with Coop. What's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Cooper. I thought we maybe we should put a Rocky theme today. Maybe we should have played, right? <laughs> oh, that would have been cool. But speaking yeah, of Rocky. I'm honored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have Mr. Rocky Patel in our green room right now there he is rocky thank you for joining us this morning i know you already have a busy day loaded up but we really appreciate you uh, coming on kma talk radio yep rocky can you hear us rocky <laughs> rocky rocky rocky's not getting sound <laughs> let me call him rocky Rocky. all right i'll take him i'll take him off Oh, 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 Rocky, can you hear us? No, no, no. Put him back on. Put him back on. He might he might get off. Put him back on. Rocky, can you hear us? He's going, we're going to see him answer. Look, he's answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear. What are you what are you listening to the show on? Your iPhone? Okay, look look at look at the bottom of your screen does it say tap to listen the, the little button bu- all right do do me a favor leave leave the room and come back in it should work fine yeah leave the room come back in let's see what's going on oh he's even got help over there of course he does i know no, you <laughs> i know his office that is <laughs> anyways coop while he's there why don't you go ahead and and start with the you know leading story of the day um, well, I'll go, I'll do a short one because in case Rocky comes back, but right. just to let, you know, just because we have to keep things going here, uh, the STG, uh, release of the week, uh, was announced. So, uh, and they are bringing back the, uh, Weller by Cohiba, which is the project where they are, um, using tobacco that's been aged in a, uh, Weller bourbon barrel. So this is the third year they've done this project, and they've been changing the blend each year. So um, this one actually is going to feature a Nicaraguan wrapper, um, which is going to be the highlight. But really, it's the uh, the binders what they're they're aging in the Weller uh, bourbon barrel, and that's a Connecticut Broadleaf binder. Um, so this has already started to hit the stores. So if you're starting to see it, uh, I actually got one already. And it's going to come in one size of 6 by 50 Toro. These are not cheap. It's a Cohiba, so it's a $25 cigar. All right. So All right. Just to let I, you I'm a fan you know, of Weller bourbon. The Weller Reserve, I think it's called. It's actually really good bourbon. Yeah. All right. I think he's, I think he's in. Okay. All, All right. right. Let's see. He should be hearing us now if he – can you hear us, Rock? I think we hear him. Yes, oh, I can hear, hear you. 
Rock, I just want to let you know, we know you're extremely busy guy. I want to thank you very much for joining us to uh, this morning on KMA Talk Radio. Obviously, we got some big news that Coop wants to go over, and I don't think there's a better guy who can give us some real insight to what exactly this means. So, Coop, you want to yeah. so, start with so the I think everyone, I think everyone knows the story, but, uh, you know, a big victory in the courts. Rocky, uh, personally, I want to thank you because I know you've been very involved with this for many, many years. Uh, but uh, this is a big this is a big win in the court. Maybe you could you've been on the front lines of this for over a decade. Tell us how you know how big a victory this is from someone who's been in the front lines right now. Well, I mean, you know, this is a monumental win for the entire cigar industry uh, to have a federal judge rule against a government agency, uh, especially dealing with tobacco issue. is just huge. Uh, this is uh, a big victory for us because it would have wiped up about 80% of the total industry. Uh, you know, I got involved at the very beginning because I was nervous about this overreaching, egregious regulation from the FDA. And I knew that they were going to just keep layering and layering and layering deeming regulations to the point where it became de facto prohibition. It was very evident that they weren't looking at the data, at the science, and they wanted to treat us like cigarettes. And uh, their ultimate goal was to abolish tobacco from the face of the planet. And they're backed by, you know, tobacco-free kids, American Cancer Association, tobacco-free, uh, the World Health Organization, on and on and on. So um, we decided early on to get involved and hire epidemiologists to get into the science, uh, to really fight back with data, to look at youth access data. And, um, you know, we were well prepared with uh, our great attorney, Michael Edney, and we took the litigation. The first round was we fought the warning stickers, uh, you know, and we proved to them that the FDA did not have enough science to show that kids were smoking cigars. They didn't have enough science to show that uh, premium cigars posed a health risk to the public at large. And the judge ruled in our favor and he cited the First Amendment and claimed that we had the freedom of speech to present our vintage tobaccos and to talk about uh, our wonderful cigars on the face of the boxes like they do on bottles of wine and bottles of scotch and so that was a big win for us and then after that we went after substantial equivalents uh pre-market review and constituent testing and uh you know we did some more research we obtained the records from the new england journal of medicine we obtained more data that the fda had included that in our briefs um you know i prepared declarations to show that you know a company like ours that has 3500 SKUs would cost over 60 million dollars to comply it would be impossible it would cost about a half million jobs in nicaragua honduras and dominican 3500 retailers in the united states many of them working for generations on main street would be out of work um, and uh you know again we took the science right to them and uh, the judge looked at all the data again in this case and said that the FDA has not provided every, any evidence, again, to show that our youth access issues, the consumption patterns are low. Uh, less than 0.01% of children ever smoked a premium cigar, and that the premium cigars do not cause a health hazard or possess a health hazard. And uh, again, he ruled in our favor. And then finally, we were just waiting to see whether the judge was going to send the rule back to the FDA, and the FDA was going to come up with a more tailored regulation for premium cigars and then uh, I worked uh, with Edney and I tried to get the troops to rally and say, we have to file a supplemental brief and ask the judge to vacate the entire rule, especially in the, in the light of the new NASM study. And it was a study 
that the FDA hired these top scientists who are pretty much anti-tobacco and written books against tobacco. And they stacked this committee and this committee came back and said premium cigars are unique and different. They're not used by uh, uh, kids, uh, children don't smoke them, the consumption patterns are low, and there is no evidence that they pose a risk to the public. And so that was a great report, we included that report in it. We included all the other data about how it affects the companies who can't plan to build new farms, who can't plan to build new factories. When we're ordering packaging, for example, uh, you know, that we've, we've got to order it for like four or five years out, and now we're kind of hamstrung and you know, we're buying six months, six months, four months, and they're literally holding us hostage. And it's very, very expensive to run a business this way. And I think if you read the judge's opinion, he points to all these things out and his opinion lays it out very clearly, very tactfully, and, and really realizes and points out that the premium cigar is a unique cottage industry that can't bear this burden. And there's no reason uh, to regulate it. Um, and um, we're very, very, very happy and proud of the decision. Now, now Rock, I, I got to say, I, I know for a fact how hard and how involved you've been in, in, in a decade, probably yeah. plus, of, of not just following through the litigation, going to Capitol Hill, talking to people. I mean, no one can contest that you've been, you know, in, the, in a group of people that have been at the lead of it. And pretty much everyone who I believe is in this scar universe is grateful to you. Um, I think it's safe to say that this was a judgment that none of us really thought was going to happen. Um, I think we thought it was such a long shot. And now that we're here, Rock, and I think the true things that everybody's really concerned was, because, you know, we know government's not going away. I mean, eventually, I think the best we can hope for is some kind of form of controlled, tolerable regulation that may work. Um, what, what happens now? Do you think that there'll be an appeal? Do you think that the FDA will come back and, and change the deeming regulations? How does it affect the FDA fees? Now, are there still regulatory fees that you and the cigar industry are still responsible for at this point? Well, let me say this, that if you fit within the definition as defined by the judge of what a premium cigar is, I don't think that the FDA can do anything at all, period. Okay, now they have 60 days within which they can appeal it. After reading the opinion, it is so well written and it is so tight and it points to a lot of constitutional authority. Uh, every single uh, point in the brief that, uh, you know, the Justice, De Justice uh, Department was trying to defend or argue, uh, the judge just te technically tore it apart, cited uh, law cases, Supreme Court cases, and it is a very well tight written opinion. Uh, I just don't think that they can win this on appeal. I doubt, uh, I really doubt if the Justice Department is going to appeal this. Uh, you know, I, I don't see any leeway. Uh, he even went on page 11 into the user fees, and he said basically the FDA has been illegally collecting user fees against a category that ought not to be regulated and should not have been regulated. So our next battle is to go after the user fees, user fees they've already collected, and user fees in the, in the future. And that'll happen in administrative court. It's a different strategy. It's a different lawsuit that we're going to pursue. But uh, I, I don't see how the FDA goes around this as long as you fall within the definition of premium cigar that they can have any new de deeming rule that wiped out the manufacturing practices where our factories would have to be signed slabs. So this is a pretty very well typed written opinion, well thought out. Uh, he's looked at all the data. He's looked at all the science. He's, he's considered everything. So I think we're pretty solid right now. 
Do, are you required to continue paying user fees at this point? Well, because we have to, till we go to administrative court and can get a formal waiver uh, of the user fees in court. So uh, till now, there's a procedure uh, that takes place and we, we actually have to go through an administrative court, special court, uh, to go and get the user, user fees wiped out. And we have to look at all, everything. And, you know, it, it doesn't make sense because now they, they, they can't regulate this agency according to Judge Maida. Uh, and the premium cigar category is exempt from regulation. So why should we have to pay user fees for, for something that they don't need to regulate? And all along, we've been paying them to regulate us, which is mind-blowing. Yeah, right. right. Rock, you bring up a good point. I, I actually took the time to read the the um, opinion. And like you said, it is very well written. I mean, the judge literally took the time to even... It almost looks like, like you said, it it almost hurts an appeal chance because it took the time to consider things that the FDA would argue. I mean, it was it was very well written, and yeah. I, I would suggest anyone. It's not like super legal mumbo jumbo. If you can, you know, anyone that can read will be able to understand parts of it. But um, where, so where are we with flavored cigars, and what are our? Is that our next battle? Sorry, guys, I have a real bad connection. I can't hear. I, I couldn't hear that, uh, but, uh, but I'm sorry I couldn't hear anything there. No, he'll repeat it. By, by definition, where do the flavored cigars fall into this? Are they not included in this in this hearing? Is The is flavors are not included in this definition right now. And, uh, you know, I believe that in September, October, the FDA is going to come out with a new rule that uh, regulates flavors. At that point, there'll be a public comment period. Uh, then they'll review the comments and come up with a final rule, at which point I believe the companies that are curious or involved with flavors will then litigate that issue and probably argue that flavored cigars, just like the premium cigars, are not smoked by kids uh, for several reasons, the cost, etc., And they are a premium cigar, just like any ordinary premium cigar. Uh, and uh, that's a different battle down the line that will be fought. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that there's relevant data and science to show that premium-flavored uh, premium cigars don't pose a, a risk to the public at large also. And so that's the next battle. I think it's important to get this across the finish line and, uh, you know, get save the premium cigar category. And the next challenge would be uh, to take the premium cigars that are infused or flavorful and then argue that case and that's the next step. So, Rocky, gentlemen, oh, I got to go. Okay. I love Thank you, you all. I'm sorry. I'm doing an event over here in New Hampshire, two guys. And uh, Abe, I love you very much. And this is a great week for the cigar industry. Keep up the good work. Keep up the, uh, uh, the advocacy for this beautiful cottage industry that we have, that we work so hard to. And for all you consumers out there, keep smoking and enjoying cigars. And remember, we still have state battles. We still have tax caps. Uh, we have anti-smoking regulation and state issues still to fight. So don't give up. This was a big win for now, but we still have a lot to accomplish. Thank, Thank you, Rocky. Rocky. Yeah, we appreciate your time. Love you guys. Yeah, I knew he was pressed for time. He had a, he had a big but schedule. No one, no, no one could give the summary like Rocky can. I mean, he's really good at like giving that in a, in a digest form where you can understand that. And I think that's been a valuable gift he has. Coop, I saw you. Well, and the of... thing to note is that he knows it too, right? Like he's yeah. not just, he's not just providing funds. Like he's there. He's like living it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Coop, I saw you kind of grinning when we were talking about flavored 
cigars and whatever. Why? Um, no, I actually wasn't grinning on that, but actually, because I was going to just ask Rocky that. Ultimately, it was the comments from the premium category that led to this decision because the judge kind of felt that there was data that was presented in those comments that the FDA basically ignored. So I started grinning about the comment period because I wonder if they'll make the same mistake twice. You know, you know, but they totally ignored the data in the comments. Um, and that was their decision originally for not going with option two. Um, do you think the cigar industry as a whole will rally around trying to save flavored cigars? Or do you think they'll do? Because this is, this is where I kind of say we sometimes fall short, right? Yeah. I th- Do you think it's going to be left to those who are directly affected by it? Because Rocky would be. Rocky would yeah. be with Java. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Rocky would be with Java, Drew Estate, yeah. you know, the Tatiana stuff. But... I mean, do you think, I mean, look, I can tell you right now, probably Lito, uh, LaFleur, I mean, Lito, Padron, obviously Carlito Fuente. These guys are all been key figures in this legislation battle, probably with you know, a handful of other guys. Yeah. But, you know, those guys, this th- that category doesn't affect at all. Do you think there'll be a united effort to go after this more legislation if it's just that category? Do you think the scar industry will just leave those people to fight their own battle? It's going to be divided, unfortunately. Um, if you've even seen the way the industry has kind of responded to the judge's decision, it's been very fractured. There's been some finger pointing a little bit. Certain organizations are taking credit for, and I'm not, again, I'm not putting the blame on anyone or, or saying one did more than the other. I'm just saying I've heard statements where we paid for this or they paid for this and or we paid for this and they didn't. Uh, if you read the CAA, the CRA, and the PCA statements, they were not on the same page, it seemed like. They yeah. just they didn't acknowledge each other. So I have no reason to believe they're going to come together for flavors right now, unfortunately. So, no, I don't think it happens. Yeah, I, I, uh, when you're probably right, Coop, it's, it's actually unfortunate, especially seeing yeah. that a win is possible. I think for a lot of a lot of people, you know, we figured these regulations were not, you know, if it was a matter of when and what could we bend and twist. But seeing that a, a win is possible would only benefit anybody, everybody to continue the fight, whether you manufacture flavors. I agree or because because yeah. legislation is like a virus, right? As right. As you Once get it one, starts segmenting. Can, yeah, I, I think I think the second you, let, this one, you yeah. let it through the door, it starts to spread. Yeah, and it's hard to undo it. It's hard to undo hard legislation. Hard to I think you said that to me once, Abe. And if, um, they, don't, if they don't learn from that and, and fight any type of legislation as a whole, as an organization, then I think they're, 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 really, they're really messing up. One good comment I heard from the PCA yesterday was they feel coming out of this long battle that they're a little less – like they're a little more better equipped now to be a little more you – know, to not let a regulation get rammed down their throat again. We'll see what happens with the flavored thing if they try to take that, that same approach. But, you know, this, I mean, some of this stuff, when we, when we heard this thing in 2016, we're like, how can this happen in this country? Like, how could just this body arbitrarily put this stuff out there? And, you know, initially we weren't getting wins in this. Or initially some, I guess a couple of initial court things didn't go our way. Uh, it was really once it got into Judge Mehta's court that this started to kind of change and, and they started to get some momentum. And I also got to say, they got a really, Edney, I heard him speak yesterday at the PCA call. This guy was a – they got a really good lawyer. I mean, they should be thanking this lawyer because he, he knew his stuff with this. 
Yeah, it'll you be know, interesting to see, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, and also, you know, this that, is a true. This Swisher is a true too. Swisher too, Casey. But, 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 but these were also the companies that really weren't, you know, right. weren't behind supporting. Well, because the other side is they're the companies that have the they money. They said don't fight it. it. They told they told these guys not to fight it. I mean, they were kind right. of like, well, we'll deal with the regulation. Don't right. fight they it. They can afford um, it. They can afford it. They can afford it. And there were, you know, guys like Carlito and Rocky said no. I mean, um, you know, no one can tell Carlito no. He's a, so, uh, I know he messaged me. He was, I mean, he was extremely happy as well. I didn't think this decision was going to happen. I thought they were going to give something back to the to the FDA on this. I was I was surprised. Yeah, I don't know. We so you know it's a win. It's a win. Yeah. But um, there, there, more... there's a lot of Rocky said. There's other fights that they're going after us right now. I think advertising is going to be a big thing they go after us on. This whole thing about the factories, us uh, you know putting standards in the factories is still very much out there. So there's a, and I, like I said, I don't think they'll peel it, but I think they're going to try to go at the industry a different way is what you're going to say. Yeah, I, just, I don't I, think it's over. I wonder if they'll even appeal. It, they, I've heard some theories about they, like the, the possibly uh, this and this, I, I may be speaking and not knowing. Someone told me that the Department of Justice could actually make the appeal based on because they're representing the government. Right, but right, right. Um, you know, but I, I'm not I'm not as afraid of the appeal as I'm afraid of they may go back and try to redo it all. Redo it, because yeah. appealing their flawed, obviously. It, it, I think Judge Medica clearly defined how it, bad. It, I I, I agree. That's what, yeah. I mean that right that opinion so is really covers the whole basis. Behoove them, but do they have the ability to go back and redo this whole thing? They start they from could. scratch. I mean, they have other ways they could kind of throw regulations at us, um, and it would take, it's going to take about five years for that to happen. Though. Right, right. There's other battles yeah. for them to be had right now, too. Yeah, and, and the, the only one I did want to ask Rocky is I know that the FDA has deprioritized cigars since the, right. since they put the demon rules in. How much are they deprioritizing it? Because Rocky also mentioned there's these anti-tobacco groups, and they're going to be – and we haven't heard from the anti-tobacco groups on this decision yet, but we will. And I'm sure there's going to be a very swift response back on this. And they're going to start leaning on the legislators to start putting in some tighter things on, on, a, on a legislative end. So it's, it's definitely worth watching it. Yeah, Dan's right on this. The second wave, maybe Dan and I have talked about some of the things they're looking at, too. And it's very scary. If they go up to advertising and social media, it will be crippling for this industry, too. Because that's, I think, what's helped the industry grow in the last 15 years. Hmm. It just and we know they're looking at. It. By the way, we know it, they're looking it, at this. It, 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 like just seems, it just seems a lot of work for them for such a small segmented industry. Well, the, you know, they're going right, to right. the argument. Well, it's for public health. You know, that's how they that's how they position this all. But really, is it anymore? No. I mean, listen. I mean, I get that's, it their, that's what they'll say. That's what they'll say. I know. But I get. I get. I mean, I, I mean, so, at some point, people just got to be intelligent and be real. I mean, I get. That, you know, maybe thirty years ago. 40 years ago, they were hiding, you know, the health risk, got it. I don't think anybody in, in in the civilized world thinks that eating a Big Mac is going to be healthy for you. I don't think that anybody in the civilized world thinks that drinking a bottle of booze is going to be healthy for you. I don't think anybody in the civilized world thinks that smoking any kind of tobacco is going to be healthy for you. So what is their purpose? Right. You're right. No, you're right. But that's not how these anti-tobacco groups think. 
yeah, unfortunately, they, they, they wield a lot of power. You're, you're 100% right. Yeah. Be very, very interesting to see they, which way, what yeah, lies they ahead. They tried to blame this on youth, and then the judge called them out on it, saying the data is not valid. The, 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 the Rocky made that point. The judge called them out on it, called BS on that data they had. Mm-hmm. He did. You're right, but it's, it's right because the data didn't exist. Now, here's a question. I don't know if you know this answer. If they do come back, does a different Supreme Court judge get assigned? It goes to an appeals court. So it goes to the net appellate court. Yeah. So it's a different judge. And you never know. Yeah. That's if they appeal. That's yes. it. Now, now, if they go back at it again, they'd have to file. They could probably file another lawsuit in the district court. And whether they get Judge Mader, they probably would give him Judge Mader, I would assume. But I don't know enough. That's something I really don't know the answer to. But that, that's, that's a big part of the equation, I think. I don't yeah. understand Alan Rubin's comment. Is that a shocker? No, but I mean. About, about the appeal? Yeah, this that's the whole point. This wasn't, uh, first of all, the, the executive branch is required to enforce the laws of Congress, not the will of Congress. But this wasn't, that's the thing. This wasn't legis- legislation. It was it was brought down by a bureaucratic government agency. This wasn't a, a legislation that was passed by Congress. I've heard the same thing, though, Alan's saying, though. I'm getting, this is where I'm not a legal guy and I can't get the answer to that, but that, I've heard a similar thing to what Alan's saying on that. That that's where this may come from. <laughs> that's fair too. That's always fair. All right, so yeah, you know, big, know, big, big win. Um, definitely. Listen, uh, with all the other things going on, this is a very big win. You know, regardless of what comes it, it, down the pipe, at current moment, this is a big win. It's the biggest story of the year. It's probably the biggest story in the last ten years for sure. Uh, this is a huge. I didn't story, think this was going to happen. I didn't think so either. I thought they were going to come back with something to keep the regulations, maybe a lighter form of the regulations in place. I, like I said, when I had, I had a couple of stories already written, pre-written on this, like how this was going to go. So I was surprised that this was the outcome. I never thought they would get vacated. Wow. All right. Well, we are in your segment officially, Koopa. What else do you got going on with the scoop with Coop this week? I got I got three other stories. Um, first one comes out of uh, Arturo Fuente in Nicaragua, and uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Felix Mesa, who uh, he had a, he had a company called he has a company called El Galan Cigars, and he was basically um, heading up the operations for Fuente's farming and the, the building of the factory that's going on down there. And this week it was announced that he is leaving the project. Um, there was no reason, uh, whether he left on his own or whether Fuente asked him to leave, but other than he is no longer associated with the project, uh, as of the beginning of this month. So, um, he's going back to his company, El Galan. I don't know what this kind of means for, for what's going on there, but I assume Fuente is going to go forward with it. But this was something newsworthy because Felix was heavily involved with, with this over the last five years. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Right. He kind of, he kind of laid the foundation of the Nicaraguan. Yeah, he was Carlito's uh, person on the ground there. He was that guy there. Right. So the factory's not done. I know the farming pieces are operational already. 
Uh, but the factory's not done now, so I mean, I, I, the factory's going to get built. I don't think that's the issue, but but it was nonetheless a uh, it caught a few people by surprise. I'll say that um, as far as that happening. Yeah, I get it, Alan, but there was no bill passed by Congress. <laughs> Are we still talking about Alan? That was so out of left field, bro. That you need to. That's a, that's an audio clip right there. Watch. This. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to start talking tobacco control act, but this was an extent. I mean, it's not. Alan. It's over, Alan. We, we moved on to the next topic, Alan. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, you know, what do you think is the need to have a Nicaraguan factory? Because let's be real. Alan will message me now. But anyway. Let's be I don't real. know. It's been in their plans, though, right? They, they laid I'm, out I'm, I'm asking Coop. There's yeah. nothing. I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm asking you, too. But there's nothing... They can, that they need a Nicaraguan factory for that they could, just couldn't make in the DR, right? Well, from a farm standpoint, they can control the tobacco they're getting down there. But you're right. As far as the factory goes, they could probably do that in the DR. But I think Carlito, for many years, okay, he tried. They get they tried to get into Nicaragua in the '70s, and then the whole revolution happened. I think he. But that's my, that's my point, to... right? I mean, yeah. Nicaragua is not the most stable place to say hey let me go build a factory right no i mean the I mean, let's put they could have they could have one one right now. Yeah. It, it was about controlling tobacco they could have grown whatever tobacco they wanted in nicaragua and still make the exact same cigars in the dr yeah yeah they absolutely could and like you said it's not the most stable place because the garcia is building a factory in honduras right now so and, and, um and, and we know padron i mean I don't know if they ever got rid of it, but you know, if I know the Padron family, they don't get rid of anything. They still have their old building down I in Miami, they do. but they've had an alternate factory in Nicaragua for years, which in fact, at one point, they were shipping cigars out of. I've I've had one of those Honduran Padrones, like right? years and years Padron ago. Padron yeah. with a Honduran seal on the box, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, so yeah, yeah. I just I just find it. I, I just didn't know maybe if you had some insight as to maybe a deeper reason. Um, why? I think a lot has to do with Carlito wanted to always get back in there, and he couldn't get they couldn't get in there because of the revolution. And now right. I think you know, he's seeing an opportunity. I mean, because this has been something when he started planning this. This is before even some of the problems were happening in Nicaragua. Hmm. Interesting. But it's good. Yep. That, do, that doesn't look like it's going to be a small. <laughs> No, I, I it looks I, like I Disney see, World. It looks amazing. I, well, I was excited. I, uh, it looks like Disney World. Look at this thing. Yeah, and it's a massive plot of land they got. Because uh, I actually drove past it when I was down there in January. I mean, there wasn't much up yet, but it's a massive piece of land they got down there. And you're right. It's like uh, it's like a it's like a Disney World. I mean, if you've gone to Carlitos Fuente in the Dominican Republic, it is Willy Wonka's. Chocolate factory for cigars. Does it look like that on the outside, though, or is it like a regular building on the outside? The 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 one in uh, Dominican Republic. Because I don't think I've ever seen. I've seen pictures inside. I've never seen pictures of the outside of their building. Well, yeah, the, the building in the in the the, the the one in the Dominican I saw. It's, it's more. Of, it's in the industrial complex. But when you go out to the farm, they have the the Hemingway House at Chateau de la Fuente, and that's something that's okay. like really epic looking. Yeah, that, and you may have seen that house in some pictures. Uh, and that's a replica of the Hemingway house they've done. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. What yeah. else you got going on, Coop? Um, so a couple stories. Uh, next one is, um, this is kind of something that's been going around. I think we've probably heard it on some podcasts, but 
Uh, Ecuador has really had a rough year in terms of the agricultural season. There's been a very heavy amount of rain that's hit that country. A lot of it's been due to El Nino. Ecuador's always had these like more gentle types of rains, but when you get heavy rains, it's bad on tobacco. And there has been a serious amount of uh, crops that have been lost uh, across a lot of different uh, industries, including tobacco. And there's a lot of fear right now that there's going to be shortages for uh, tobacco out of Ecuador, which is big, because if you think about the wrapper that comes out of that country, especially Connecticut shade wrapper, but it's Abano, Sumatra, there's other things. Uh, this is going to start to have a ripple effect in terms of getting that tobacco. And you're going to see companies start to go to Central America to make these wrappers. And that's going to probably affect some of the fillers that are uh, being produced from some of these farms. So we could be in for some serious price increases right now. Um, I've heard some numbers like people think that maybe $15 could be the norm for price of a cigar in a year. So it's something to kind of keep an eye on right now. This is going to be definitely have an effect on things. You know, one of the things I didn't get a chance to ask Rocky, though I don't think we would have gotten a straight answer on it, right? You were talking about price increases, right? Yeah. A lot of price increases were fueled by the FDA regu regulatory fees. They ain't going to go down. <laughs> right? <laughs> they ain't going down. He literally hopped off the road and said, so should we expect prices to go down? I was going to see how he reacted to that because, you know, unfortunately, man, I, you know, after COVID, everything shut up and nobody's seeing prices go back down. It's one of those things in, in capitalistic society is once they know they can make more money on something, it just stays there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's supply and demand, but yeah, in terms of that supply price probably is just not going to go back to the only thing you could hope. The only thing you could hope is that it'll give them buffer that when times come where they may normally have taken a price increase, they'll say, listen, we'll hold off doing a price increase because we already had some extra margin from the regulatory fees that we're not paying anymore. You hope. You hope. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll, there, we'll see what happens. The, the big companies have a huge arsenal of tobaccos in their warehouses, but the smaller factories, this is really going to put a squeeze on them. Uh, you're going to see, I mean, I, someone told me they could maybe see some factories go out of business even after this. Smaller really? ones. Is, but yeah, really? Yeah, this is, this is a serious problem that's being looked at right now. Yeah. This is this Ecuador thing is because there's so much rapper that comes out of there right now. And it's only a few companies that, that you know, control that right now. ASP, Oliver are really the, two of the bigger ones there. So it's yeah. definitely something we, we will be keeping an eye on over the upcoming months. And I'm sure we'll see a ton of pr price increases next year, one way or another. That, that's music to Alex's ears. Yep. <laughs> right? Uh, Alex, hey man, the maybe I'll have a, the maybe I'll have a little less pain this coming January. <laughs> the bitching yeah. and complaining we have to hear for every price increase because Alex uh, is the guy who goes on the back end and I have to update everything. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it'll be that a little is, less, little less pain in the. That is the early, absolute unfun part of his job. Yes. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, people don't understand, man. That's a manual process. I have to do. I, I don't know year. how else you do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a manual process, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, so you go through skew by skew, and you have to. How else are you gonna hey, do it? Hey, 
skew by skew, five pack by five, five pack, pack by five pack, cost by cost, <laughs> oh my God. retail by retail, oh my God. List, list price by list price, <laughs> sale price by sale price. I mean, oh man, oh, it's not God. like you just put a formula in and it does them because, all. It's because right. the worst the worst thing is, you know, if it was a hey, it's two percent across the board. Right. We could probably set a programmer up to just say, hey, we're going to increase prices by percent Everything across by 2%. the board. Right. But it's never it standard like that. Way. This line didn't get raised. This line got raised this amount. This line got raised uh, this amount. And it's, right. And, it's, and even that, it's not like, you know, I, we don't we don't put, you know, I don't put something at, you know, $200 and two cents. It gets right. it gets an arbitrary, you know, everything's right. like $199.95. So even that doesn't. Yeah. No, it's a pain in the ass, man. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's a pain in the so. ass. Fun time for Alex. And then you got manufacturers. Oh, so this this went up, but this line didn't go up. This went up five percent. This one, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. So here, here's to maybe a little relief in the early <laughs> early start of 2024. Yeah. What else you got, Coop? All right, one last story, and this was actually I was with one of these folks when this story talking about this story when the FDA news broke. Uh, there was an announcement on Tuesday that McAuliffe cigars and All Saints cigars are uniting their sales teams they're going to go with a single sales force uh this is uh and mickey peg who is the uh co-owner of all saints cigars is going to head up that sale that combined sales team he has also been named the president of sales for mccallif cigars so you're going to have uh mickey's going to basically be able to leverage the um the in-house team that mccallif has which is something i think he needed and on the other hand uh McAuliffe Cigars gets a very experienced uh, sales leader in Mickey. Many years, we I think folks know that Mickey ran sales for CAO, so he's done this for a long time. So it's a it's a bit of a unique arrangement. I think it's there's been other arrangements, but not quite like this one. So um, this is this is I think you know people were probably definitely caught by surprise with this one as well. I think you this know, has this happened before. It has, but in different ways. Like well, the other examples are. Well, the other got a question were, for you. Got a question yeah. for you. Is this any different than Rafael Nodal? Because uh, it's different than Rafael Nodal. It's a good one, Dave. Um, I think it. I, I think it, 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 it is. It, it is the fact that it is the fact that aging room is built through Altus, right? But. Basically, here's the guy who owned his brand, who got a job with another company, and his brand is still owned by him. Still, uh, yeah, he's just he's not running the sales team is the difference. There, he's right. leveraging the, the alter the sales. Well, team. who's not running the sales team? Is Raphael? Raphael doesn't run the sales team. He, they got a. He has a role. He has a major role in the company. What he, he, what he no, does? His role, he, his role is more, and I say product development is where. I get it, but yeah. still, I mean, it's he's got but a yeah, job. It, it, so, yeah, yeah. Well, in in theory, I think you could say it's it's been done, and and it's funny because I heard some people. It was really funny because I, I I knew about this a little bit beforehand, and I knew the news wasn't going to break till Tuesday, and some people knew about it beforehand because obviously yeah people, it, it, people it was thought. yeah it was yeah, it was floating around. I you know it's funny how many people had some like oh well, yeah yeah, but I think this could be honestly a very symbiotic relationship for both these guys. I think I it's it, I think um, you know Mick, there, there's a lot of strength that Cal's going to bring that that All Saints needs. And there's a lot of experience, long-term experience that Mickey has in this industry that uh, can be optimized uh, for McAuliffe. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how this works out. 
Yeah, what's different about this one compared to some of the others is that they're still doing their own fulfillment. They're still doing their own invoicing. I mean, All Saints is still using the La Polina uh, warehouse in, in Florida, and, and McAuliffe has theirs. Um, the only other thing I think that is, what Mickey did tell me, is he's going to be leveraging, I think, uh, some of McAuliffe's marketing folks on Andy's team uh, for, some of, for, for some of those types of things. But um, but that's the only thing well, I think that's, that's a little different. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing that's that's a little different. Um, like some of those other examples, those companies were producing cigars for one another already. It happened. I know PDR Cigars did it with um, Sean Williams's company years ago, and Mombacho did it with another company. So it's happened before, but not this one's just a definite. I haven't seen another arrangement quite like this one yet. So it's, I think it's kind of unique in this perspective. I think it'd be I think it'd be uh, very cool to see how. This unfolds for both companies over the next year. I, I think it's a, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think, yeah, like I said, they get some. Uh, like I said, Mickey's got a lot of experience. He's done this for a long time, so um, it's going to be. I think it's going to be good for both companies. And, and, you know, he's still a really small company, so there's a lot of resources and infrastructure that he's going to greatly benefit with McAllister. I, I think Absolutely. Mickey's problem. I think Mickey's problem is he didn't have that infrastructure with 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 especially the sales team, and I know with some of the marketing stuff, he was telling me a lot. He just didn't have the time for it, so. He's definitely going to be able to tap into this infrastructure. And McAuliffe has certainly, I think, in the last few years shown uh, how they've restructured their company. I think is uh, I think they've built something that's really good. So I, th- I think it's a good win. A lot of people know Mickey for a long time, so it's not like – I was just going to say, name. the reputation that Mickey has in this industry from, you know, the little that I know about it is, you know, that's a huge win for McAuliffe yeah. too to, br- to have him he, representing them. And he was beaming when I, when I saw him on Wednesday – he was beaming on it. He was just so excited, um, you know. And that it happened. He happened to come to Charlotte for his first round of sales calls. So, uh, he I hope the really McAuliffe. I hope the McAuliffe will put the stipulation on that he's got to go back to wearing a bow tie. <laughs> Man, I think that's a good one. Well, you know, for years, Mickey Mickey started out with Georgetown Tobacco, who you know, yeah. Dave Burkeville was, you know, always had a bow tie. It was, I think, something he developed there. And then when he went to work for CAO, he had a bow tie. Yeah. So for, for. Up until he came back as real saints, I never saw Mickey Pegg without a bow tie. Yeah, I mean, we literally went yeah. to an Eagle concert. He was wearing a bow tie. I mean, yeah. it was, oh really? Oh, he wore a bow tie every time I saw him. So yeah, the original you know, bow tie. I, I hope Dan yeah. and the folks from McAuliffe, were, uh, you know, bring that back. Yeah, him and, I, I him and Tucker yeah. Carlson. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. That's his LinkedIn page. Right there it there. is. Bow tie. Bow tie. Bow tie, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I was asked, like, do people think that All Saints cigars will move to the Macau factory? The answer is I don't think so because Mickey's got a Mickey makes his stuff out of Rocky's factory, and he's got a very good relationship with Rocky and right. Mish and Mish. So I don't see that happening. I think that's no, but you might see spinoffs. Look, look, you never maybe, know how relation, you never know how form. You could see a new line, new spinoffs. I mean, it, it, if it works, if it's going to work, it'll work. If it doesn't, it yeah. won't. But. Exactly. I think, yeah. I think right now they're both filling a, a good void that both companies could use help in. So. Yep. Yep. No, I think uh, I agree. So I think, like I said, good for them. Congratulations to both of them. Oh, uh, they'll be on my show Thursday night, by the way. Both of them. So. Nice. Oh, uh, nice. So we'll Get have some, some more. Who's questions. who from McAuliffe? Dan. Dan and, and Mickey. Uh, yep. So uh, you nice. know, it's, Alex. Here's a real interesting thing. You have Philadelphia and Dallas coming together. I see. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, two cities yes. that if you're a football yeah. fan, uh, <laughs> <laughs> should be no, interesting. Should yeah, be it should interesting. be very, very interesting. Yeah. 
you know, well, anything else you got going on, Coop? That's it. I was glad not to talk about rapper buying a filler this week, so I was pretty excited. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For more information, always visit cigar-coop.com for up-to-date news on what is going on in the cigar industry. Always rumor and teaser free. I forgot to ask at the beginning of the show, what's everybody smoking? I mean, we know, Paul, you ain't smoking nothing, but I know Coop is smoking. I'm in my office. I'm not allowed. (laughs) Rocky Patel Winter Collection Robusto, one of my favorites. Oh, look at that! You tributed, Ooh. man. Did that? Did that? My, that my, kind my of cigar. Uh, right. That, that was not a cigar <laughs> was, of the year of yours. That was one of my cigars of the year. This is. I. I mean, I smoke these all the time. I just. Yeah. I. Alex, did you light up or did you refrain this morning? No, no, I did. I can't because I'm an. I'm an addict. How could I refrain? But I'm. I'm on the tail end of uh, Aggie, Aggie uh, Anniversario, Connecticut. How uh, is it, Alex? How is that? Good stick, man. I like it. I smoked a few this week. They did a good job with this. They really did. They do the you know the Connecticut they did in their core line I thought was really good so um, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about that one. Yeah, they do a good job with the Connecticut. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so I, I've been wanting to try that one. So I like to see what everybody's smoking too: Perdomo Champagne, Espinosa Crema. Um, I pulled one out of the, out of the. Ooh, a, a Dojo Ninjaragua. You, you know, go. it's fun. Ah. It's funny that you pulled that out, Abe, because I was actually. I was actually looking at because you know Dojo has a, a a new release coming soon at Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival uh, festival which we'll have online. But uh, that was like that was pound for pound one of their fastest sellouts. Ninja I'm going to tell you something. I really don't know if it just aged a lot better because I don't remember it being like this enjoyable. I mean, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Hoyas it's like age well. Smoking yeah, super yeah, good yeah. right now. Smoking yeah. super good right now. Hoya cigars yeah. age extremely well. If anybody's got these in their stash at home and haven't tried them in a while, or yeah, pull it out, pull it out, yeah, pull it out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like giving Rocky a tribute cigar because I knew we were only getting like five to ten minutes of Rocky. So <laughs> I'm trying to find. I smoked a cigar last night, and I don't think I. I thought he gave me two of. The, oh, he did. The Elegancia. <laughs> this I smoked the other one that I have of this last night. I, I, I smoked from, an Elegancia uh, the other night. Is that a 21 or 22? 22. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I smoked a twenty-two the other night. Actually, uh, it was like actually it was Wednesday night. I smoked it. Yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Actually, I had a, a little bit of bourbon and that, and sat outside because the kids are going to bed early because they're in school. So even though it was the weekend, they still went to bed by like eight thirty, which was great. Yeah. So we had Coffee. some free time around Woo! here. <laughs> Paul, are you Where'd going to classes from? again? Are you going to go to classes again for this baby? What the hell are you talking? About? What? No, that was the first time, man. Well, oh, you man, act like that. Now I'm a pro. Well, act like <laughs> that's like an insane wait, 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 question. Wait, wait, I mean, that's wait, not wait. out of bounds of a question to ask. Hold on, I, I, I do a He doesn't know. Fair question. He doesn't know though. They have you're having your third baby class. Right, right. So he'll be definitely signing up for that one. <laughs> <sighs> we could do a whole I, best of compilation on all that. I need to translate. Paul's little expression was there was, do they have a having a third class? I need to look that up. It's like the graduate graduate class, you know? That's exactly what was going through (laughs) on his mind at that moment. So let's clear that up. I don't believe in extended education for no reason. Okay. I remember my – one of my cousins said to me, like, why why wouldn't you go back for your master's degree? I'm like, what? Why? What, what do I, I'm not in a field where I need to go. Like I have to have it for my, uh, 
for my career or, or it'll advance me in some way. Like I get it if it'll help your career or you need it, but like what I, there's no chance, like, no, people, there's no chance I'm doing like it. Go to school. I hate it. I hated it always. I was great at it, but I always hated school. Some people like to go to school. All right. We got a couple segments. We got to squeeze in before the uh, end of the show. Um, and it's time for Taylor tape season seven tough guys. Let's run it. Holy shit, that's loud. Yes. It is a loud. Yeah. Oh my god, it hurt my that's ear. Good. I'm not gonna oh, stop I look it. thin in that. I like it. Yeah, I, look, like that. I look thin in that picture. It's not the best picture of me, but I don't look like a fat slob, so I like it. All right. So mm. we're we're counting down top tough guys of TV and film. We are on uh pick number eight. Let's start with Paul. Should we just I'm... defer to start with Paul every week? Well, I'm really confused by this one. He's gonna uh, he's gonna have to He's going to have to really explain himself here. You, why were you? With, I don't understand. You, I didn't understand your comment when I sent it to you that you were confused by it. Like, what? This is a great Tell them pick. your pick, Paul. Tell them your pick. And then. <laughs> so my pick is Mr. Potato Head from the original Toy Story, played by uh, the incomparable Don Rickles. So listen, in a couple of ways, he's a tough guy, right? This like, he's always kind guy. of like. He's always kind of like the cynic. He's always uh, he's always getting bashed around, and he puts himself back together. Like he he sticks around. Like he's always there. <laughs> that picture, I love. I love just throwing that picture in sometimes because it always gets Abe. No matter what he's doing, he sees that picture of Don Rickles, and he and it gets him. Uh, yeah, I think he's uh, he's a, a symbol of strength. He's a, a symbol of. Uh, somewhat cynicism but he's always uh, there to help he w- rips his arm off in toy story 4 to it's a sick question you're them, a sick uh, fuck and i'm not that sick that i'm gonna answer it i'm not telling you anything anyway so yeah that's that's why i feel I like i don't know i feel like i could have done a better disney tough guy top 10 i played with mr potato head for many many years and i never thought of him as tough Right, well, it was not about the character. The character that they built in Toy Story is the tough guy. The character that they built in Toy okay. Story. Okay, so I just, I, really, I just really have to say no comment. There's nothing I can say. Coop, Absolutely, Coop was playing with Miss Potato Head when you had to supply your own potato. Right. Oh my gosh. All right, All right, who's going next? In. All right, I'll all right. Go ahead, you go, you go. All right, I'm go. going. All right, I'll bring us back to san- sanity here from Paul. Yes. Uh, so my number eight pick, I- I- interesting character, but definitely a-, a-, a tough guy, is Omar from The Wire. Oh, yeah. Good pick. So Omar pick. is a, a yeah. very, is an interesting character um, known for his long trench coat and shotgun, but really the the you know, has so many things going on. Uh, Omar, while he's a feared stick-up guy, feared stick-up guy in Baltimore and The Wire, um, but has a strict code, does not does not uh, commit crimes against civilians. Um, in a twist, he, he he's a homosexual. 
he takes his grandmother to church every Sunday to the point where there's like a Sunday truce in the wire. There's no killing going on. But, um, you know, the scenes in the wire where, you know, Omar comes walking up to the corner and everybody takes off. It's, you know, Omar's coming. He basically he basically stole from drug dealers. And literally, I would only steal from drug dealers, would not would not do any crimes or murders or violence against civilians. You know, had his own, you know, moral code of stick up, but uh, definitely a tough guy, Omar. Phenomenal. Absolutely. So um, my pick this week, uh, you know, this I ain't going to lie. If it wasn't for the last few seasons, it probably would have ranked higher on my list. I think the last it was 10 seasons long and the last three to four may have kind of tarnished. him. Oh, I know exactly what show you're talking about. I can't take away the earlier seasons from this guy. This was the number one wanted man. From the, uh, the FBI's number one man, you know, avoided the FBI for 20 years. Opening episode, he literally walks into the FBI headquarters and turns himself in. Um, Raymond Reddington, uh, played by Spader. I mean, this is this is a badass guy who was just always one step ahead of the game, manipulated the FBI as he helped the FBI. I mean, um, you know, a little weird, a little weird why the writers never kind of really explained who he was and his relationship um, uh, to Elizabeth Keene. But um, I, I think somewhere along the line, they kind of teased it, that he was really her mother that had reconstructive surgery and maybe just didn't want to f- go out, blow it. But yeah, the last few seasons was kind of soft, but his earlier seasons was solid so i'm coming in you would have ranked higher but i'm coming in at number uh seven with uh raymond reddington all right Coop. good pick Coop, take us home all right i went a little back uh for this one but um i picked popeye doyle uh he's the character uh played by gene hackman in the two french connection movies french connection, yeah. um there's an oh, al-, al bundy actually played him in a tv movie i think later on it wasn't i'm Looking at the Gene Hackman character, uh, I, I I said he's the he's one of my protagonist characters I picked on here, mm-hmm. and uh, just like I said, uh, a tough New York cop. You know, he had his um, you know, he was a womanizer. He was you know, he would mouth off to his uh, superiors, uh, but he was just like I said, a tough, tough New York cop. He was based on uh, an actual um, an actual New York City uh, police detective's uh, character. So, um, I uh, I picked uh, that one as my number eight. The old school New York cops always make for good tough guys. Yeah, yeah. You know I what? Mean, I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little twist to our tale of the tape seasons now. Um because you know it's kind of cool to watch what everybody picks and whether they think Paul picked another shitty week or whatnot. But <laughs> every Saturday after Tale of the Tape that we have, I'm gonna list our four choices and do a poll on KMA talk radio. That's great. I, I like that. That's a good idea. And really see what the listeners I like that. It's a great know, idea. Who it is. So there's our leaderboard right now. Um, I got Jack Reacher, Brian Mills, Raymond Rennington. Uh, the GOAT comes in with John McClain, an all-time favorite. Uh, Blaine Cooper and Omar. Yeah, Paul. With I, I, look, I could deal with number being number three to compare to those, but if I'm behind Mr. Potato Head, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a side bet whether or not I ever win a week in that poll. <laughs> I don't think you'll ever win a week, man. You really need to, not you need finish to and let, the Disney thing was cute for a couple of seasons. I think it's time to. We could we could move on from it. I, I, I mean, know. I'm gonna see this one out, man. All my guys are picked. Uh, I, I've been having this was way harder for me though 
This of course this season it's Disney. Is way harder. I mean, I can tell you right now who your number one is going to be. Uh, I don't think you can. Well, then if it ain't, then you're wrong. Well, I, you got to remember that I'm picking from TV and Dumbledore. movies. Does the Apple Dumbledore game count? There's nobody that you could say is probably going to be more evil than Aladdin, Agrabah, or whatever it is that that guy. That's a bad Jaf- motherfucker. Jafar, you're talking Jafar. about. Jafar, yeah, Jafar. Yeah, he, he's got to be in your top two. Because there are really not that many really evil bad guys. I mean, there's even... Even their even their antagonists are Disney antagonists. But they don't have to be bad. They don't have to be bad guys. They just oh, true, tough guy. Lucky, there guys. are no tough guys. Really, who's a tough guy in a Disney movie? I I made a list of them. Uh, I know, but it includes Dodger. Dodger's a tough guy. You guys are gonna watch Oliver and Company. One aside from the music being awesome, Billy Joel, Huey Lewis, and the News, bunch of bunch of eighties rock guys. It's a, he's a, he's a tough guy. He's yeah, I mean, he's. He's a New York City street guy. Like, I don't know. Like, the way they used to be. Like, when they were... So, Paul heard the New York accent says, Ah, oh, that's a tough guy. He's got a New York accent. <laughs> well, Long, Long Island boy, man. Whenever yeah, Billy yeah, Joel yeah. is involved in something, I, I like it. Alex, do we have a would you rather? We do. All right. Let's close up every Saturday like we normally do. It's time, courtesy of Gurkha Cigars, it's time to find out, would you rather? All right, so this is uh, this is kind of a two-part question, but we're going back in time here. So, would you rather be able to go back in time and see your favorite or band or concert or, or then you don't something of that nature, or would you rather go back in time and be able to witness any uh, sporting event of your choice? And if you can name, you don't necessarily have to name the concert, but either name the band or name the sporting event so so either go back in time and see a concert oh yeah or or or, or a concert event like uh, would i rather go you know woodstock. i want to be there live for like woodstock or jordan's first uh you know title or something you know. mm-hmm. mm. that's a hard one man good one yeah, and the caveat going is to the future and see the same thing i mean i mean there's there's very no, few go back in time see a sporting event or a concert, okay. but you want me to name it too? Yeah, name one. Yeah, then I have to name the concert, but it's like you know, Led Zeppelin when they were all alive. Then, then I would say concert. I would say I would go back because I think there's way more phenomenal concerts. But I need I you gotta name one. You gotta give me one. That's the problem. There's probably a dozen of them. You gotta give me one. Mm, I'll go to the other guys, then I gotta think. I'll go. go I'm ahead. gonna go with the sporting event. Um particularly because I think there's enough concerts that would keep me happy. But if I could relive 1980 with the Phillies again, um, that season was just an incredible season. And to cap it off in that World Series, to me, um, I it was magical. It was just incredible that year. Okay, okay, okay. I, I would definitely say concert. I'm trying to think of, like, what – what would I have liked to see in person that I that I haven't seen? And I may get crap for this, but I I honestly think that, and I don't it doesn't wouldn't necessarily be a particular concert, you know, his his last one or anything. But I would love to be able to go back in time and see Elvis live. 
I think he put on a right, sick a fair, show. That's a fair pick. That's a fair I pick. think he put on a sick show. The guy, yeah. I think even way more talented than people give him credit for musically, uh, even though he didn't write most of his stuff. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I think Elvis would be a concert that would be life-changing to see. Abe, Abe a little stumped there. I mean, because there's like literally a dozen of, at least 10 of them. I, I honestly, I, I think at the top of them, I mean, I don't know if this would be the final choice, but at the top of them will probably have to be Live Aid. I thought that was what I, Abe, that was the one I was uh, struggling with too. It would have been Live yeah. Aid if I went to concert. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it would have to be Live Aid. So many great performers, so many historic, historic yeah. scenes from Live Aid. I think it, I would probably was, go back and see. That would Live probably be Aid. the one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Looks like we're split here. For me, it would be a sporting event, and I, I would want to go back to the uh, be able to be there live at the Rumble in the Jungle and see Ali defeat Foreman. That's that's a good one, though. Yeah, that's a, that's a really. I mean, that's a really good one. I don't remember that fight. I mean, I remember Ali's Sphinx fights, but not not that one. All right, everyone. That was another yeah. uh, great episode of Would You Rather, brought to you by Gurkha Cigars. Um, and we'll be back next week. Uh, until then, we hope everybody has a great weekend. And uh, we'll see you all next week. All right? Keep it lit.